This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. When you envision the fight, do you see stopping him? My fist is bigger than his head. 49 and 0, never been knocked down, never been knocked out. I know every single shot he's been hit with. I don't care what rule set it's under. I'm going to teach him about true fighting, and that's it. You keep barking, keep barking, keep barking. Fuck Floyd Mayweather! So I'm going to pull your card to see if you're really real. You keep barking, I'm going to see if you're going to bite. He could knock out Conor McGregor at any moment in that fight, whenever and however he pleases, with either hand. My point is, let's see what a knockout artist does in a boxing ring. Floyd Mayweather's 40 years old. Conor McGregor's 27. Conor's a big dude. Floyd has trouble with southpaws. Conor McGregor is southpaw. And Conor McGregor hits like a truck. Yeah, well, fuck Floyd. Trust me. This whole boxing world don't know what they're going to see when I roll in here. I'm unpredictable. Conor McGregor, you a bitch. You're not on my level. You will never be on my level. He's a Malteser with eyeballs. He's scared shitless. Never compare Conor McGregor to me. That's a total disrespect. He needs me. I don't need him. That's the truth of it. Whatever you do good, the best thing you do, I take that away from you. The game is in for a shot once again. Here we are, already, part four of our Mayweather-McGregor series. This is hurtling towards August 26th. It doesn't seem like two minutes ago when they were starting negotiations, when Conor McGregor was on the Conan O'Brien show saying, yeah, I might have to step up and go and do a little bit, bit of a dance, a $180 million dance with Floyd Mayweather. We are now two weeks away. This is crazy how quick this is happening and our yep. series has obviously gone at full speed. Thank you so much for all your kind comments about the series. Hopefully it is um, getting you in the mood, getting you in the right mindset uh, for Mayweather McGregor, which is coming on August the 26th. Part one was that it's okay to like uh, this particular fight. Part two was all about the best ever, Floyd Mayweather. And last week, part three, was giving you a little bit of a rundown for those that don't know too much about the real man that is uh, Conor McGregor, because we appreciate there's a lot of boxing fans that don't necessarily cross over like we do uh, to the world of the UFC. Um, so we've been racking our brains as to what we do now on part four, five and six, and we want to try our very best to answer some of the questions that, whether you're a hardcore fan or mm-hmm. a casual fan, you will have in the back of your mind. And I've no doubt you're having these debates already with your mates, in the boozer, in your living room, at work, about this particular fight. There's loads of people talking about it. Every time I get in a taxi or something like that, and then we talk about, oh, what do you get up to, mate? What do you do for a living? And you tell him what you do for a living. Straight away, the first thing is Mayweather-McGregor. While I was on my holiday a couple of weeks ago in Greece, having a little bit of a chat with somebody, oh, what do you get up to? Oh, this is what I do for a living. Oh, what do you reckon of Mayweather-McGregor? Every man and his dog is talking about it. So what we're trying to do on this particular show is dispel... Some of the myths. Some of the myths. And there's a lot knocking mm. about. Like, for yep. example, Nick, will the credibility of boxing be um, be harmed in any way, shape or form with this event? I'm reading that a lot. You know, a lot of people are coming out with that one. Oh, boxing will never recover. And this is terrible for the sport. Who's saying it in that voice? Uh, t- some old some old guy, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that's complete bollocks for the start. You know, let's be honest, anyone that watches boxing, loves boxing, enjoys boxing, has ever seen a boxing event, 
knows that it hasn't got much credibility to lose because boxing does anything. It's it's it throws credibility out the window at regular intervals. We've seen it throughout boxing history. Mm. You know, people getting dressed up as Bratman and fighting at press conferences and people fighting at weigh-ins and Mike Tyson biting people and stuff like that. It's like, come on, let's not get all holier than thou about boxing, saying that the credibility of the sport's going to be damaged because this fight on paper doesn't make any sense. And it's not like it hasn't happened before. The greatest of all time, Muhammad exactly. Ali. He got in with a wrestler for crying Shin out loud. Shinrayo here in a complete farce in Japan. No, before anyone says, I know that was an exhibition that never went on Ali's boxing record because it wasn't necessarily a boxing match, but it went down as a wrestling match. Do you know what I mean? It still happened. The sport has been here before. We've had these crazy circus uh, events throughout boxing history. It's not. This is not the only time something bonkers like this has happened. Mm. And then the, the the flip side of that is everybody on the planet's talking about boxing. Everybody on the planet is talking about boxing. Mm. How the fuck is that damaging for boxing? That's what we want, isn't it? It's on the tip of everybody's tongue. Everyone, you know, as you just said then, every man and his dog keeps stopping you. I spent about 40 minutes chatting to my window cleaner yesterday morning about this fight, and I don't even think he's a fight fan. (laughs) Well, I can guarantee he's not a fight fan by Mm. some of the things he was saying, but but even he was like, it's not good for boxing though, is it? I said, well, you're not even a boxing fan and you're talking about it. So how is it not good for boxing? This is great for boxing. It's great for fight sports. Sensational for us as the fight disciples, of course, because both our worlds are colliding here. So, But for me, boxing wins. UFC wins. Mayweather and McGregor certainly win. Mm. And as a media, as as people that talk about it and, and, and engage with fight sports, we win because we've, we've got the biggest story of the year to talk about in our event. So, and, and that's it, isn't it? The biggest story of the year, the biggest event of the year in the world of sport. Don't forget combat sports. Yeah, in yeah. the world of sport is this. Yeah. This will be bigger than, in my opinion, the Super Bowl. I know the Super Bowl's on free-to-air TV in the States and therefore yeah. might get more eyes, but if it was on pay-per-view, I'm telling you now that Mayweather and McGregor would do more buys. Yeah, of course, and because this is the biggest one-off sports event in history financially this is what it's going to do you know and i understand why it's going to do it because it's bringing together two worlds that don't belong together and you know we'll, we'll come on to the actual fight breakdown i think probably the best time to do it will be the last week of the show in the run-up to the fights of course mm, when people laugh at our predictions yeah of what's exactly going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah of course <laughs> but right here right now the myth that boxing's credibility is being harmed by this event is bullshit there you go um, because it's probably been harmed on many occasions previously, and you, you mentioned the, you, yeah, you mentioned the key one there with Tyson biting uh, Ivan the Holyfield's ear mm-hmm. in, in an actual boxing match uh, between two of the best of all times. Well, let's get to another one then, right? Because what you get in, when something like this happens is that you get hardcore fans of one particular thing, i.e., boxing, because this is in boxing rules. So you've got boxing hardcore fans, the, the the type of people that use the word casual as a derogatory term. Now, for us here. I would class you most certainly as a boxing hardcore. You've been doing this. Yep. You've made a career out of this all mm-hmm. your life, right? For the last 16, 17 years, this has been your life. This is what you do. Yeah. doesn't get more hardcore than that. You've mm-hmm. been to Vegas. You've been all over the world watching these fights. doesn't get more hardcore than that. You've spent your own money on doing these things as well. And I would class myself as a person that loves the more pure form of the sweet science. But I'm also an appreciator of the business side of it. I'm also an appreciator of the showbiz and the entertainment factor of it and i think that's mainly where a casual fan would come from they want to be entertained a sports fan wants to 100%. be entertained yeah so with us on fight disciples you'll never hear us referring to casual fans in a derogatory term if anything i'm encouraging you 
I want you to come away from football. I want you to come away from rugby. I want you to come away from all these other sports that you've got maybe a 50% vested interest in. I want you to become more hardcore because casual fans make this, for me, grow further and further and further. And that is why this is going to do the most amount of pay-per-view buys that any sporting event has ever done previously. It's going to, and that's why it's generating uh, so much money. So referring to people as casual fans, for me, in a derogatory term, is out of order. But that's where a lot of these myths are coming from, from people that believe that it's their sport, that nobody else is allowed to have this sport. You don't know what you're talking about, so we're, we're discarding what you say. Yeah, Everybody is totally entitled to their opinion on 100%. any type of sport, especially mm-hmm. this, because of how big this particular event is and how many people are talking about it. So uh, all these myths that I think we're going to talk about have come from that place. Yeah, These boxing hardcores that believe that oof, nobody else can like what... Well, this is our thing. We're keeping it in-house. We're not talking... We're not allowing anybody else in. Yeah, Everybody else is allowed in. Trust me. And you're definitely allowed here uh, on, on Fight Disciples. So when we're talking about the credibility of boxing being at stake, yeah, whatever, not interested in that. But then from the hardcores, you start to get things like Conor McGregor won't lay a glove on him mm. and all these types of things. Well, we're going to get to that in a minute. But one of the main things that I would just like to point out from those casual fans that maybe don't know too much about Floyd and Conor's particular careers mm. is this rhetoric of Floyd suffers and struggles with southpaws. Yeah. Let's go through it, Nick, and see if we can justify yeah. whether that's a lot of nonsense well, this as well. Well, this has actually been championed by Team Connor and by Dana White mentioned it. And, you know, they're really clinging on to this like it's a real thing that that uh, Floyd Mayweather notoriously struggles against southpaws. Now, I've had a little flick through his record, and as far as I can see, he's fought seven southpaws throughout his uh, throughout his his forty nine and a no record. First two, uh, throw them away. That was Reggie Sanders in his second fight, and and Bobby Guybert in a, like his sixth fight or seventh fight or whatever. Early on in his career, let's not, not even let's not even think about them. So the first southpaw that he fights at a real decent level was uh, Demarcus Corley. Now in that fight. Demarcus Corley does wobble Floyd with a left hand. Now, the reason I'm highlighting that so early on in this in this conversation is because we ain't going to talk about that again because nobody else wobbles him with a left hand again. The only guy to really wobble him with a left hand was Demarcus Corley, uh, and that was in the fourth round. And I mean, wobbled him, never knocked him down. And you're talking like about wobbling him with a left hand from a southpaw stance as yes, well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this is a southpaw that actually caught Floyd with a with a with a two punch combo. It was a right and then left, and it gives him a little bit of a wobble. Floyd actually win that round, won every round of the fight, and won the fight convincingly. So let's go past Demarcus Corley. So the next fight then was the Zab Judah fight. Now, obviously, the Zab Judah fight was absolutely bonkers. Um, and he actually, you know, it wasn't ruled. It was ruled as a slip, not a knockdown. But he actually put Floyd on his arse in that fight in the second round. Um, but, again, it wasn't a left hand. It was... Floyd recovered from it straight away. It, Zab Judah fight was mental. Anyone that watched it, you know, it, it was crazy the shenanigans that went on. And, you know, Zab Judah tried to insert a stool in Jane in, in the referee and shit like that at the end of it. But when you look at that fight, again, similar to Demarcus Corley, fourth round onwards, absolute masterclass of boxing from Floyd Mayweather, which is typical of his career. Mm. You know, uh, there's, there's very few fighters in 49 attempts that have won any, any rounds off Floyd from six onwards, very, very few. That's the time to get him, it seems, as early on. That's something that isn't a myth. You know, he can be caught early on, I guess. But, you know, down the stretch, I looked at the Zab Judah stats 
Uh, 19% of Zab Judah's overall fight punches thrown actually landed. 19% of everything he threw. Floyd absolutely took him to school. And it was exactly the same statistic when I checked it with the with his last Southpaw out as well, which was against Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao only landed 19% of the punches he threw. Now, Manny Pacquiao, probably two or three... The best of them all. Southpaw of all time, yeah. Certainly a conversation for it. Uh, and the other one he fought was uh, was Victor Ortiz. Uh, I fought Demarcus Corley, I mentioned that. Victor Ortiz... That fight was stopped in the fourth round. Probably not worth talking about. If you remember, Ortiz dropped his hands and Mayweather just made him. Yeah, it was a joke of a knockout. Defend yourself at all times, you fool. Let's let's skate over that. So they're the southpaws. There, you know, Pacquiao was the one that leaps off the page. You know, any conversation, anytime anyone says, "Yeah, but Floyd struggles against southpaws," you should just show them a picture of Manny Pacquiao and go, "Did he? Did he? Did he though? Did he though?" Mm. Probably one of the best southpaws of all time. Did he really struggle? Did he fuck? He absolutely took Pacquiao to school. You know, so that, for me, the conversation, he struggles against southpaws, it's a myth. Bollocks. There you go. That's out the window. Well, with that then in mind, if he doesn't struggle against southpaws, Conor McGregor is a southpaw. He will be fighting out of his southpaw stance, we are led to believe, but it wouldn't surprise me if Conor did something absolutely mad and decided to change it up a little bit just to throw him off the off the scent. Mm-hmm. Will Conor land a single punch? Because that is the thing, isn't it? Everybody that I speak to, hear from, listen to, read, you've got you've just been mentioning the best defensive boxer of all time against the geezer that's not even had a professional boxing bout before. So how on God's green earth will he land a punch on Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm telling you now, he will land a punch. He will definitely land a punch. For the first three or four rounds, you know, we'll come on to this later in the series, I'm sure, but, you know, for the first three or four rounds, that's when Connor's got to try and do something because history tells us as i've just pointed out then that floyd can be caught in those four rounds you know most famously obviously the the two fights where floyd actually looked like he could get beat at one stage in the fight was shane mosley and maydana now maydana put him under real pressure and won some rounds from him and was big and strong and aggressive and didn't let floyd get into a rhythm that kind of is what conor mcgregor has got to do He's got to try and be the bull in there. He's got to try and unsettle Floyd. That's the Maidana thing. And then the Mosley fight, which I was lucky enough to be at, Mosley catches him with the right hand, follows up with a second right hand. Was it the second round, I think it was? Yeah, bang on. And, and and Floyd looked like he was going to go at one point. He was on jelly legs. He was holding on for dear life for Mosley to get to the end of that second round. However, rounds three to 12, Floyd absolutely takes Mosley to school. Mm. Um, and, and that's what... Conor McGregor's got to deal with. He's got the fact that he, after round four, it's gone for me. It's gone. So he's got four rounds to try and do something. Knowing full well that Floyd starts, you know, you could argue, it sounds crazy to say he starts slow, but history tells us he can be hit in the first four rounds, as we've just explained. History tells us he takes a target against his rhythm. And he's been an actor for two years. And even more so in this particular fight, he doesn't really know what's coming back the other way. He's no tape really to look no. at. He's nothing to go on. So therefore, expect him in that first round, second round, yep. to have a look. I, I honestly think he'll give Connor the first two rounds. He's going to have a look at it. Yeah, I think he'll go, go on then. Because he's... Listen, there's you know there's another myth out there that people say uh, Floyd Mayweather's, Mayweather could knock him out in the first round if he wanted to. You know, we'll, we could come on to that one. But for me, Mayweather's not going to do that. Mayweather's not going to... People are already criticising the fact that it's a pay-per-view. He's not going to run out and try and obliterate Conor McGregor in 30 seconds. One, it's not his style. Two, it won't be entertaining because then people will go, well, he's not even a boxer, so why the fuck did I just pay $100 for that in America? So 
I, I believe he's going to give Connor two or three rounds, I, at least two rounds, definitely the first round. I think he's just going to go on the back foot and go, come on then, come on then, you crazy Irishman, let's see what you're going to do, and, and let Connor come on. And for that reason, I believe that Connor's going to unload a lot of shots. Whether he catches them with a left hand, pff, debatable. But then the other thing to think about as well, Mayweather's shoulder roll, you know, that famous shoulder roll he does, that that, if you think about it, that doesn't work against the Southpaw anyway because he's back to front. Yeah. So the shoulder roll doesn't really come into play. So we're going to see something a bit different. You know, I, I, I'm telling you now, Conor McGregor will land a punch. The big question is, will it be a meaningful punch or will it be like when people have called Floyd in the, ba- in the past, as Floyd's moving backwards, all the sting's gone out of it anyway and Floyd's basically taking one on the back foot because he's about to turn in at you at six. That's the issue that Conor McGregor is going to have. But he will land a punch. Mm. Um, you mentioned inactivity there. Now, again, this is another myth that is, which I'd like to, us to put to bed because Floyd has always been inactive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody says, oh, well, he's 40 now. That doesn't mean a difference to me because he looks, and if anything's to go on, everybody knows Floyd Mayweather always keeps himself in shape. He's always in the gym. He always eats right. He's lived his life the right way. So being 40 years of age won't make one jot of difference. And then you talk about inactivity. Oh, well, he retired two years ago. He's rusty. He, he, he might not be uh, the, the same guy. Go and look at his career. Yeah, yeah. Go and look, since Oscar De La Hoya, how often he fights. We're not talking about a three-fight-a-year guy. Nope. We're talking about a guy that turns up for a year, then maybe gets incarcerated, <laughs> which we've spoken about on previous episodes. Then you don't see him for 18 months, and he pops back up. And the most he's fought over the last 10 years is twice in one year, and that is in his retirement year, was it? 2015. Because he signed an amazing deal with Showtime, which got him about $100 million up to the Pacquiao fight. Yeah. And therefore, he was contracted to fight every May and every November. I think Mm -hmm. that's what the contract was. So he had to fight those two fights. But that's unusual for him. He he doesn't normally do that. He's used to being inactive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And he's had two years out before. After he beat Ricky Hatton, he took two years out of the sport. He's retired before. And then he came back and he took Manuel Marquez, Hall of Fame legend, to fucking school. Probably one of his to best school? performances over the last 10 years. Yeah. Two years out, come back, faces Marquez and took him to school. And I know Marquez was a smaller guy coming up and, you know, and Connor's coming down. I, I, you know, I'm not going to get involved in that bullshit. What I'm saying is, two years out, took Marquez to school. Inactivity is not an issue. <laughs> so, inactivity is not an issue. Yeah. Um, Connor will land a punch. Connor, 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 Connor will land a punch. Credibility is not at stake. He doesn't struggle with southpaws. Nope. And uh, all this chat about whether it goes around two rounds, three rounds, is again kind of out the door because you genuinely believe, and I genuinely believe as well. Floyd's going to have a look. He's nothing to go on. No. And he's a businessman at the end of the day. He's not stupid. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you two or three rounds to say, all right, you've had your money's worth now. Now I'm going to start doing what I do. Yeah. Um. So therefore, that he's going to knock him out in the first round. He's going to knock him out first punch. It's going to exactly. be an absolute farce. Again, he's a myth. It's going yeah. to get chucked out the window. No way. If Listen, if this fight ends inside three rounds, it's because the Irishman has landed the biggest lottery check in history. That's the only way this fight goes early. Mayweather does not stop Conor McGregor inside the first three, four rounds. Absolutely no chance. And I, I'm not having it. People saying, well, if he wanted to, he could. He, 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 I don't believe he could. I don't think he's a big enough puncher 
to be able to just walk out there and drill Conor McGregor with a shot. I think he could, he's going to hit him with a lot of shots. I think he's going to eventually, you know, hit Conor McGregor enough and dent his pride enough that, you know, we could see a finish later on. But there's no way Mayweather stops. Listen, you know, it, it's easy to skate over because, you know, we go, oh, well, Floyd's fought at welterweight, so it doesn't matter that Conor's a well, fought at welterweight in the UFC. Check your weight classes. Yeah. Fucking a UFC welterweight is 170 pounds. Compared to 147. That is, in, in boxing terms, he's a fucking super middleweight. This guy, Conor McGregor, has been in with guys as big as fucking Carl Frotch or, you know, Joe Calzaghe or Callum Smith, to get a name from today, you know. This guy's, he's fought at super middleweight. That's how big he is, you know. The, the big question here is not the fact that... Uh, is the fight going to go distance? It's 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 whether that Mayweather can wear down a guy that big and that strong. Like, and whether the, Conor McGregor will gas. Well, exactly, yeah. Because, because that's another myth as well. Because all these people, again, maybe a lack of education on the have our, on how UFC works. One, that weight class is a, is a great point. But two, Conor McGregor is only used to fighting 25 minutes at the very, very most. If, he, mm-hmm. if his fights do go the distance, which very rarely do, yep. 25 minutes. He's not used to being in there for 36 those higher weight categories, you know what I mean? As, yeah. as, and as we know, bigger boys do tend to gas out. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying, and we will do this on a later episode, um, you would think that Conor McGregor is going to be all guns blazing for the first yeah. four rounds, as you rightfully say. Floyd's going to have a look at him and then probably pick him apart from there on in. Yeah. And that's why I think it goes it goes a few rounds, you know. That's why I think we're going to get it into... I, I think it goes beyond six rounds, me. I think we're going to get our money's worth because... We're not going to see someone go in there and be enamoured by Floyd Mayweather. Yes, we are, un, you know, more than likely, un, potentially unquestionably, going to see an absolute boxing clinic by one of the greatest of all time, and he could make Connor look like a bit of a fool. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, obviously that that seems to be what's what's on the horizon. However, size wise, Connor's going to be a big dude, and he's fit as anything. And I know you pointed out then that he's only ever done 25-minute rounds, but do a, do a five-minute round in MMA and do a three-minute round in boxing. Good point. And what takes the most fitness? Bear in mind that in boxing over 12 rounds, you can have rounds off. If you're good enough, and I'm not saying for the second Conor McGregor is good enough, but to, let's say two elite boxers, you can have a round or two off. You're ahead on the scorecards. I'll have a little blow in this round, cover up and you know make sure I don't get hit and I'll get through this little round. They can have breaks. Mixed martial arts, you can't have breaks in a round. You can't afford yourself that. Yeah, you can take a guy down, lay on top of him and tie him up a little bit and get your breath back. But there's so many ways to lose in mixed martial arts. It's such an explosive sport that it's hard to have time off. You can't just get on your jab and, and move around the cage necessarily. If, at the highest level, guys will just take you down then. you know it, it, That sport moves completely differently, which is obviously why we're all enamoured with this because two, two worlds that don't belong together are coming together. And actually, we don't know kind of what is going to happen. You know, for, for all we know, Connor's, Connor's fitness might be on a whole different level to Floyd Mayweather's fitness because he's used to doing five rounds of high-intensity work for over 25 minutes, where Floyd is used to back foot, coast through this round, get through, you know what I mean? So you can have time off in boxing, you can't do that in MMA, so the fitness levels might be completely different. But listen, all I'm going to say is we're getting rounds. I think we're going to get a minimum of six rounds out of this fight. And uh, 
man, I can't wait for it, you know. I can't wait for it. And again, we could shoot down myths all day because so many of them are coming out now. I think they're probably five or six of the, the most popular ones that we've tackled there. But uh, all it's doing for me is just wetting the appetite more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bring it on, man. You t- Someone... Tell me Floyd Mayweather struggles against Southpaws one more time. You know, I'm, I'm going to start carrying around a Manny Pacquiao picture for when people go, yeah, yeah, but, you know, struggles against Southpaws, doesn't he? I'm just going to go, cha-ching, fuck off. Who's going to solve the May Vinci Code? Everybody game plan is to come straight ahead, keep pressure, hit him on the leg, hit him on the hip, hit him with a low blow. Headbutter. I still find a way to win. They said, well, this guy right here, he's super fast. I still find a way to win. This guy got a good left hook. This guy got a good right hand. This guy go to the body good. I still find a way to win. This guy got good defense. This guy got the best jab. This guy throw combinations. I still find a way to win. I've got this situation where people are truly doubting me like they doubted me at the very, very beginning. And that's motivating for me. That's what's going to drive me to the gym when I need to go to the gym. I know every single shot he's been hit with. I know every single shot he's been hurt with. I know self-pause have caused him a hell of a lot of trouble. I know everything. Trust me. I'm gonna teach him about true fighting.